Welcome to Across the Pond, Marketing Transformed, a podcast that explores ways to transform your business and marketing strategy, whether you are a rising star, entrepreneur, or experienced professional. A show packed with stories to inspire success and build a growth mindset for you and your company. Featuring global brand CMOs, transformation experts, and business founders, your co-hosts, Chris Lawson in London, UK, and Samuel Money across the pond in Philadelphia, USA. Welcome to episode two of Across the Pond, Marketing Transformed. My name's Samuel Money, and I'm in Philadelphia right now, and I'm joined from the UK by Chris Lawson. Say hi, Chris. Hey, Sam, how you doing? Doing great, sir. Really excited about this week's show. Are you all ready? Are you all set? Yeah, all set. Yeah, raring to go. Okay. So first up on this week's show, we'll talk about creating a culture for innovation and transformation. We'll give you our take on what we mean by marketing culture and what a growth mindset actually is, how to get one and why it's not a fad. Um, Chris, I think I'm going to throw this one over to you. Transformation is a huge topic, but I'm really interested in marketing's role within it. So what does an effective marketing culture look like for transformation? I mean, that, that is a big question, Sam, I've got to say. So first, I think we need to define the role of marketing. Uh, clearly, that can vary from company to company, but at its heart, it's about ensuring that we have got a clear vision that reflects our customers' needs and wants, and we use that to develop or modify mm-hmm. products and services that are desired and used, and then we need to be able to communicate that effectively. And marketing is there to drive that change, and the culture needs to reflect that. Okay. That, in a nutshell, is what I think. Mm-hmm. The challenge, though, for a lot of marketing teams is that no sooner have you set themselves up to drive that change in one direction, and you need to sh- steer the ship in on another course, either right. because sales aren't, aren't quite what you want, or it's a new product launch, or there's a change in market conditions. And that's why I think that the strong marketing culture for transformation has to be about an ability to look at the next horizon, never sit back and relax, Focus on customers' current, but importantly, future needs as well. Think creatively, but pragmatically. Communicate simply and stick to the job in hand whilst mapping the future at the same time. So it's not not an easy brief, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And I think you need to look for those qualities in the culture, in the people that you're employing within your team. Uh, and, And I think that is really what I look to try and install as part of the marketing culture. Yeah, I, I like that. I, yeah, it, it does absolutely make sense. And you, you, you hit you hit a few themes there in terms of looking at Next Horizon, you know, not sitting back and the, the, the aspect of course correction. You know, for me, uh, culture for me is truly important um, and it matters a lot. And actually, this topic takes me to a scene in the film. I was about to say movie, they're picking up some American habits, but in the movie, Collateral Beauty, um, Will Smith, you might have heard of him. He's talking to a room full of creatives and he asks, you know, why why are we here? Why did you get out of bed? Why did you wear what you wear? Why did you eat what you ate today? Why did you come here? And he says, life's about people and we're here to connect. Um, and so this creating this culture of connections where you can share ideas and experience and a culture of innovation is, is I think, truly, truly powerful. So that's why culture matters so much. And actually, mm. there's uh, some research from a um, research company called Gartner. Um, they do a lot of marketing work and business sort of research and thought leadership. And as I think about the, the, the word culture and talent, that shows up more and more and more in the driver of business results. So 
it's definitely becoming a thing that from senior leadership is critical to driving business performance. And if we want to define culture, if I want to get a bit boring and ac academic, you know, it's a set of behavioral norms and unwritten rules that shape the organizational environment and how we as individuals interact and get that work done in that environment. But if we just simplify in practical you know terms culture is you know the tools the terminology ways of working it's essentially the knowledge the mindset and the behaviors within an organization so think of it knowledge mindset behaviors that is essentially how you operate and how culture shows up in in the world of work um, from a lot of the you know the thought leadership and what i've been seeing through my experiences yeah, I mean, that, that knowledge, mindset and behaviours. I mean, great cultures, I think, are innovation focused and vested in creating something better. Um, and, and we see that as marketers the whole time in terms of it is a challenge to keep pace or ahead of that change, um, either within the company that we work within or also within um, what our consumers, what our customers are doing as well. So it's about getting the right leadership to ensure that we're doing that. A company that I've spent a lot of time working with is a company called Freeformers. It's a startup done good in the UK, um, and it's something up best for me. It's something up as helping you develop the mindset, skills, and behaviours to be ready for the future of work. So, so absolutely spot on with that. I think you, one on its own is not good enough. You need to be looking at the mindset, the skills, and the behaviours that you need to demonstrate. Yeah, and I love that ready to for the future of work aspect. So it's forward looking. It's you know anticipating what's next, and it's not resting on where you are today. So that's a, that's a good um, you know description or a mission statement. I think there. Yeah, and and yeah, and culture change is one of the most difficult things to accomplish in uh, a company, which is why we we chose that as a subject for our second podcast. And mm. for me, it does start with that mindset, but it doesn't mean anything unless you can create consistency, which is about behaviour. If I see a, a resume, uh, that that is seventy percent of what I need, but the mindset is a hundred percent. I hire that person every time. Uh, so that, a good example that brings that to life, I think, is. Uh, Virgin Wine. So uh, long before I was CMO there, mm. a great example of sort of living the culture, the, the strap line that, that was used throughout the whole of my time was life's too short for boring wine. Um, and an excellent strap line ca captures a, a wealth of emotions and most people nod in appreciation mm -hmm. when, when you say that. But the, the whole culture was built around that. The CEO led from the front, a guy called Jay Wright. And the whole company was built around the fact that life's too short for boring wine and that 100% satisfaction guarantee is required for all of those products. Yeah. And, and everyone focused on that. They focused on enjoying the wine, having a great time, ensuring their customers had a great time. But 100% satisfaction guaranteed. And it started and ended with that CEO living and breathing that philosophy. So it's an interesting point in terms of where does culture come from? And I think it it can come from a CEO, uh, but you need to make sure it's installed in the, the overall workforce as well. Yeah, I, I, I fully agree with that. It's important because as marketers, we're, you know, we're being asked to work and think differently. And the marketing culture is fundamental to bringing the business mission to life, like you just described, life's too short for boring wine, and make Making the business a success, a great cultural environments I've been have, have had that you know um, who were really receptive 
to challenging the current ways of working and rewarded behaviors that actually drove change and growth. I remember a few years ago, I walked into a business and inherited, um, it was a large declining business with no investment and limited innovation, kind of sound familiar to probably a lot of folks listening to this. And the outcome of the work I did was to reposition the portfolio and the president signing off the first advertising in 10 years on a category we were supposed to be ignoring and milking. And my revolutionary action was to actually open the monthly market share data and poke around. And I was looking at this data of a category you're not supposed to work on. Don't we, just, we were just collecting the data and storing it. And contrary to what I've been told, there were markets where the category was actually growing. So this was a you know the traditional coffee maker appliance categories. I don't know if you call them filter coffee or drip coffee makers. And yes, the act of being unbiased and looking to see what was actually happening and not what was perceived or believed to be happening was all it took to, see, to show that there was an opportunity there. And in a lot of cultures, what I just described is heresy, right? Yeah. And entrepreneurial and growth culture champions, you know, changing course when new information comes in. So step one was to turn the data point into an insight and a darn good one that would win with consumers, shoppers and customers and repositioning the brand and the proposition. Step two for me was to mobilize the people to fight, persuade, provoke, and get into the innovation pipeline. So push this idea and initiative into the innovation pipeline and selling the fact that it was a commercial innovation, i.e. it didn't need a change of the product. You just needed to change the packaging and how you communicated it. And step three was to architect a process that made it repeatable. It didn't exist before. So I had to create and role model the how you could put this into action. And within nine, no, within three, three or four months of launch, we'd moved from number four in the market to number two approaching one, all through this work, which started off by just looking at the data and seeing actually the reality that it was growing, the category was growing, versus what we'd been told or thought for the last three or four years. That's, that's a that's a quick turnaround, and and I think I think that's an interesting point around that quick turnaround. The 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 necessary requirement is that a company is set up for growth, and uh, you know, and, and and one of the buzzwords flying around a lot mm. at the moment is is around a growth mindset, and 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 I think it's it's worth calling this stuff out really, just to see whether it's real or not. I mean, you know, Sam, what is a growth mindset? How, how do I get one? And more importantly, how do I stop it being a fad? Great question, actually, Chris. You know, in a growth mindset, people believe that their most basic abilities can be developed and improved through dedication and hard work. And so, you know, brains and talent are just where you start. That's just a starting point. So actually, here's a tip. I hate the word talent, kill the word talent, which implies you've either got it or you haven't. A growth mindset creates a love of learning, resilience that is essential to really accomplish things. And so if there are obstacles, it means I try harder. Criticism means I take on the useful negative feedback, right? Other people's success isn't threatening. I'm not threatened by that. Or, you know, your success or someone else's success doesn't make me look bad. That's not how I see it. And all of those mindsets are what, you know, marketers need ever more now than ever. So three or four ideal modern marketing mindsets, trust your gut, and go with that. Yes, there's data, but trust what you your intuition and, and back that be brave, don't be afraid to fail, or be wrong at something or say, I don't know. <laughs> that's just perfectly human. If you don't know, that's you know, that's what you take the opportunity to go and find out and fix it and, and learn. And here's one I see a lot. It means that legal 
doesn't have the last word. As marketers, we've got to you know challenge the status quo. And when we get told, no, it can't be done that way, we've got to fight through and push through. So those are kind of three mindsets that I see as fundamental to you know making the growth mindset really actionable and practical in the marketing world. Yeah, I like that one about legal doesn't have a the last word. I think more to the point, um, it tends to be um, CFOs don't necessarily have to have a last word uh, <laughs> over in the experience I've had. But but that that's good. I mean, I was I was jesting a bit. I I I, I hope to think that I've got a growth mindset. And uh, but it's nice to know that you don't have to purchase it from Amazon, and this is something that you can actually develop yourself. Uh, but I do think it's it's important. I mean, I agree with a lot of you uh, what you said there. But I think it's also important to understand that most teams are made up of extroverts and introverts, pessimists and optimists, analytics or creative. Mm-hmm. And our job is to find the right mix of ingredients. Right. And, and that is, it's not just about marketing. That's about drawing that out in cross-function teams as well. Marketing should be the catalyst in more ways than one. And, yep. and to build that culture, you know, you, what you certainly don't want is, is 10 uh, blue sky thinkers in your team and and no practical doers and I, and I think it's an important point that you know we're, we're almost like the conductor of the orchestra trying to sort of draw out the voices um, and make sure that it it all sounds good together yeah I, I, I agree I agree with what you just said there and as we as you're talking as you know we, we mentioned mindset it really means you have to translate that mindset into a bunch of behaviors and mindset is it sounds a bit sort of theoretical and passive. So really, here are sort of three ideal behaviors that I would say back that growth mindset. So first of all, it's being flexible, you know, specifically for a marketer, evolve the brief more often, move quickly, then scale up the 70-20-10 mindset. Don't be afraid to turn off what isn't working. So being flexible means if this isn't working, data showing it's not, you know, hitting um, your performance targets or goals, then pivot, flex, have a plan B. Keep 10% of your budget for test and learn activities. And especially now when budgets are getting tighter and there's more scrutiny, and as you said before, maybe the CFO said no, you've got to have 10% of your budget that you're committing to test and learn. And what that means is I'm going to spend this money and it might not work. The culture that supports that, the behaviors and mindsets that that, um, allow that to happen will thrive and will drive growth. And the third one is celebrate and inspire both successes and failures. So we've got to know your failures. You've got to know what didn't work out and you've got to tell the whole world. You know, I've been in scenarios where we've had global meetings and everyone's come together and you've been presenting and you've realized at the end of the day, three different parts of the the company in three different parts of the world made exactly the same mistake (laughs) over like the 18 month thing. It's like, why do we do the same thing wrong three times? How about one person does it wrong and tells everyone about it and saves us time and money? So the, the flexibility 10% 10% test and learn, and then celebrating and, um, you know, communicating failures and successes mm-hmm. is critical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. And and the one that rings really true to me is about being brave as well and, and making sure that there's there's bravery and courage built into your culture. And and it's interesting because that's the quickest way to be the hero or to be fired. Um, <laughs> and we have to change that mentality, I think. I think if we, I think about some of the bravest decisions that I've made in business, I would say that three of them at least were when my back was against the wall, either a sudden downturn of a business, a dramatic decrease in marketing budget, a revolutionary strategy required. And that's when I do the most creative part of my job in a way. Yeah. It's, it's satisfying and inspiring to think, right, I've only got one avenue here. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to leap. 
Um, it may not feel like that at the time, but but looking back, uh, a, a good example, I think, well, that was probably The Guardian. The Guardian was going through massive change when I was there as marketing and sales directors. And Chris, that's um, the newspaper, right? That's a, um, a newspaper media company? Certainly is, yeah. And um, got a base in the, the US as well. So if, if you don't know it, please go and check it out. Um, and as the whole of the media industry was suffering, you know, sales and newspapers were declining about 8% year on year. Mm. Um, the Guardian sort of, uh, was actually in debt of around sort of 60, sort of 70 million pounds. And, and I was responsible for the 80 million pound content revenue stream. <laughs> but at that point, you're, you're looking at it and you're only seeing one way that that will go and that is downwards but Ooh, through massive transformation we're able to reverse that trend and and it's fantastic to see that the the guardian is now breaking even with with even more transformation um over the years that you know so well since i was there and and the team have done a great job hmm. at the time we took the the decision to put the price of a paper up for the first time in years reduce the amount of pages in the paper and dramatically shift the focus to subscriptions and digitals. Okay. Uh, I came off TV advertising, focused mm. on putting our amazing journalism at the heart of the activity and put all of the efforts into digital marketing, which which actually was was very different to how every other newspaper was approaching their, their marketing activity. Um, we built subscriptions, we built events, we built a membership business, a forerunner to what you see today. Now, a lot of those decisions weren't popular with the customers, let mm -hmm. alone the actual senior management team right. that were there or, or the staff. So sometimes it's only afterwards that you can see right. the impact that you can have. Yeah. And and you also have to look at it that that is not possible to do alone. Uh, you know, there's there was a brilliant team in place. There was Alan Rusbridger, who was the editor of the time. He oversaw all the phone hacking, WikiLeaks, um, expose. Kath Viner was like the editorial lead of marketing. She is now the editor. Um, guy called Richard Furness, who headed up the marketing and is now publisher there. And uh, actually, Adam Freeman, who then went on to run Freeformers. And and I look back, and you're only as strong as the team that you're as part of. And that is about creating a strong culture that can that can work through those challenges together. It's very, very difficult just to do it on your own. Yeah, I, I, when you're talking there, it just comes back again to the mindset. When the change is happening, how do you respond? Do you shirk? Do you shy away? Do you resist? Or do you embrace it, challenge it, lean into it, and, you know, use it as an opportunity to thrive, to pivot, to learn, to change direction, but actually see the opportunity and, and be part of that. And it, I can imagine that was tough for the organization to go through the change. But as you say, you look back and you see um, it was clearly the right decision. Yeah, exactly. And and I think when when you're on that course and you're looking at it and you, you have to remain motivated, you have to remain focused, but you've also got to stay absolutely sort of committed to your views however there, there is there's one caveat there which is at all time we have to remember some of those skills we come back to those skills of marketers which is constantly taking the, the temperature of the marketplace constantly using evidence to try and reinforce or challenge our decisions <laughs> and, and and ensuring that we've got a plan b at all times so so you know what what we're, what i'm not talking about here is just going gung-ho gung down a path and saying right well you know do or die it has to it has to be one way mm. you know we need to balance it with being brave being courageous following our convictions but at all times being able to sort of check what we're doing
I was about to say, yeah, the te- that's the test and learn absolutely in there and having the, the you know, at- openness to different information and changing direction and not just, as you say, being gung-ho and locked into one, it's one way or the highway sort of approach. So I, I like that. Um, so that's that philosophy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was just uh, I was just going to check that rang true with you. So that's good. And I think you know we're we're coming up to uh, around uh, the end of the podcast, and uh, it, it would be good if you sort of just reflected back and gave us the three key takeouts and reflections of of this session. Yeah, from today's episode, I'd say number one is be brave in terms of how you think and how you do things and who you hang with and the solutions you put forward. And from what we've shared today, you know, for both of us and some of the examples that we inspire us, we've been brave and actually taken a stance and put you know, had used our voice and taken action and being provocative. Number two is to take culture as a serious matter. It's not just an HR thing and don't be superficial, make it about talent. We talked about the growth mindset. You know, if you don't take anything away from about the growth mindset, you know, kill the word talent and really lean into that. And then the third thing is that behaviors that make it happen is why you need the right mindset. So the growth mindset is really about a bunch of behaviors, i.e. the actions that push you forward. It's not a cerebral exercise, but it's about doing and it's about making a change and having impact. So being brave, taking culture seriously and behaviors that drive the growth mindset. Yeah, I like that. Nice, nice job. That that consistency of approach, I think, is is something that we sometimes underestimate. And I think it's so important here. Yeah. So, Chris, well, well summarized, mate. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. I, I was listening again. It's just not, it's not all about me. It's all about, <laughs> I do listen to you, sir. Okay. So, Chris, what's coming up on the next episode? Well, the next one will be all about tips, tricks, and hacks for faster innovation and transformation. Um, that was uh, a uh, phrase that um, I'd written down. I haven't just come up with now, <laughs> I have to admit. Um, I think we're sneaking some insight on design thinking as well, if we have time. But but certainly an area that is is I'm absolutely passionate about in terms of how we can innovate faster, better, and more efficiently. And I know you've got a lot to say on that subject too. I will have one or two things to say about that on the next episode. So really looking forward to doing that. Thanks for our listeners for checking in with us and um, looking forward to doing the next show. Great stuff, Sam. Yeah, thanks. Thanks everyone that has uh, tuned in and uh, please subscribe and there's more to come in the future. Um, So have a good week, Sam. Yep. Thank you, sir. Until next time, Chris, have a good week across the pond. Well, that's it for this week's show. We hope you enjoyed it. Find more by visiting marketingtransform.com and click on the subscribe link. If you listen via Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud or anything else, then click on follow, subscribe or type Marketing Transformed into search. We're a new show, so please leave us a review, comment or ask a question. We'd love to hear from you. Get in touch at marketingtransformedshow at gmail.com.